everybody, and welcome to Crafting a Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman, and I'm your host. I bring you brand new episodes every Wednesday and Friday, interviewing female and non-binary makers of all kinds from all over the world. Today's guest, <coughs> excuse me, is DQ Flowers, and DQ lives in Florida and has been doing DIY and turning for just a little bit now. She's kind of new to the maker world, uh, but she's really loving and growing and especially turning right now. So it was great to get to kind of talk with her and catch her at this very start. You know, so many of us, we've been making and woodworking for years now, and it's easy for us to forget what it was like at the very beginning and like using the tool for the very first time. So super excited to be able to share DQ's story with you. Before we hop on into the interview with her though, I wanna give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Katie Thompson of Women in Woodworking, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Jeremy, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Sven Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Toolmom Bonnie Toolmomstore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Brandy Studio Obey, Lee The Rainbow Carver, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued and ongoing support helping me to produce two episodes a week every week. And if you want to get your name added to this list at the start of every episode, head on over to patreon.com forward slash crafting revolution. All right, with no further ado, here is DQ, DQ Flowers. Well, I like to start by having my guests introduce themselves. So would you do that for me, please? Okay, uh, sure. My name is Dequanice. Uh, AKA DQ, because um, it's just so much easier for everyone. <laughs> um, I'm from Miami, uh, born and raised here. Um, just brand new to this, uh, to this woodworking thing. I, and once I've discovered it, I've just fallen in love. Awesome. Well, welcome to being brand new to this whole woodworking thing. Um, so, oh, I think you might have froze up on me. I'm still oh, here. You're still here? Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> Just had a slight freeze up there. Um, all right. So, my first question is kind of a big question, but I okay. want to know I want to know your story. Like, you know, where did you grow up to how did you get to get into this whole woodworking thing? Okay, that's not too bad. <laughs> um, well, growing up in Miami, uh, mostly what I see down here is, you know, the palm trees and everything. So didn't know anything about uh, that stuff. Um, but growing up here, the only other place that I've lived is Tallahassee um, mm -hmm. during my college years. And um, started in woodworking uh, because of, uh, I would say, mental health reasons. Um, okay. I was looking for a way to to um, deal and cope with some things, and I was on leave from work, and I watched a video on YouTube uh, <laughs> of these, um, these uh, I think they're called the, I guess, kind of log cabins, these wood houses mm -hmm. that were being built with, like, pure wood, 100% wood. And I thought, man, that is the coolest thing. I was like, man, because down here, you know, I'm used to seeing the concrete and everything. So seeing this house in wood, I was just like, wait a minute, I need to see what else, what else is out there? What else can you do with this wood? And I stumbled upon the maker community in YouTube and that was it. Rest is history. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that was it were was there like what were you into as a as a kid growing up in Miami um writing photography and definitely definitely sports basketball is my first love okay so, yes 
So okay. uh, Miami Heat lover. So anything mm-hmm. Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, just that that was my that was the extent of my creativity, just the writing and photography. Um, and then I would play ball. OK, you would get along well with my wife. Then She's big into basketball. And and our daughter at five years old is already big into basketball. So. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's an awesome. <laughs> that is just an awesome age to, to start out. Yep. Once she's excited because of, uh, you know, things opening back up, she can't wait mm-hmm. to go. Um, we live in a university town. So we've got the University of Iowa, the Hawkeyes. So she's like, I can't wait to go see the Hawkeyes play basketball. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell her, look, I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> next season, I will definitely be at a heat game. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Yeah. Okay. So writing, photography, a little bit, then getting into the kind of the creative side. Mm-hmm. Um, what you go into in, in college? Um, in college, computer information. Um, okay. Originally. Um, and then uh, business management. So I work in like uh, personnel type human resources mm. now. Um, so not a lot of creativity there. It's not a lot of, <laughs> well, not a lot of creatively managing people, maybe uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I, I'm definitely going to use it. I like that creatively managing people. Yes. That's right. Um, okay. I mean, did you, st- did you keep writing? Did you keep doing photography, you know, as you grew up? Yes, definitely. Um, I would say yes, just probably in the last five years, not so much, you know, like mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. Um, we work and start doing other things and kind of get away from that stuff. So uh, not in the last five years, but definitely throughout childhood, throughout, you know, college years and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, so, I want to learn more. I want to hear more about discovering uh, YouTube, the maker community on YouTube. Who were some of your first uh, discoveries? Oh, man, it's <laughs> it's it's so many of them that I love. I hope I don't forget anyone <laughs> because honestly, I think I just think like that whole the whole maker community is amazing. The creativity, the fact that, you know, you can think about something and then just bring it into real life is that is awesome (laughs) to me um like wood turning is probably my favorite Mm. right now though that's probably Mm -hmm. my favorite thing that is um therapy that is just pure uh therapeutic to me but the first people I discovered uh probably um the woodworking for mere mortals Mm -hmm. um I stumbled on that first um you have um, Modern Bills, Homemade Modern. Yep. Um, trying to remember all these, these channel <laughs> names. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Katz-Moses. Yeah. Um, uh, yep. who, who else we got that's on my regular lineup? <laughs> uh, Mr. Build It. Oh, Tamar. Can't forget Tamar. Mm-hmm. Tamar is like wizardry that just allows her to come up with these these crafty jigs that she I know I know Um, her jig making is insane (laughs) yes but it's it's so many more of them and I and I know that I'm leaving them all out there Uh, my next question is you're watching all these YouTube makers what's the first project that you tackle my workbench okay (laughs) (laughs) my workbench was there a particular that was was my my first uh my first was there was there a particular um like did you follow any one of those makers like plans or did you do your own uh no definitely did not do my own (laughs) um I went with the the um uh the BMW cart from uh Steve Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So that was my that was my workbench build. It <laughs> is not square anywhere. Just so you know, <laughs> it is not square. Um, the top had to be shimmed uh, in multiple different places. 
and my my uh, shells on the inside may have a little slant to them. That's okay. Does stuff stay seated on them? Yes. <laughs> Is the top, are you able to do work on the top? Definitely. <laughs> then it's a perfect workbench. <laughs> but all those mishaps aside, I love my workbench. Mm -hmm. it's, it's beat up. It's worn in. I love it. <laughs> did you have, so did you have to buy like a bunch of new tools to make your workbench? Oh man. Yes, definitely. Um, I tried to borrow uh, some of my dad's things and uh, found out that if you've used a circular saw for about 20 years and have never changed the blade, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's probably not going to cut very well. So mm -hmm. that was, that was uh, my first, uh, my first lesson uh, with the tools. Yeah. So the blade, this this is not going to work. Uh, so I actually got a, a Ryobi kit for like two hundred dollars uh, from Home Depot, and it um it had pretty much all the basics I needed: the drill, the driver, and the um the circular saw, the recip saw, and all that. So I uh I was pretty good with that because I couldn't use the the tools that I tried to borrow. That that wasn't working. <laughs> And I thought I was doing something wrong. I'm like, okay, it's not going through this plywood right. Am I, am I doing it wrong? Yeah. No. Um, how would you even like, yeah, I mean, how'd you even know where to start troubleshooting that issue at of like, oh, it's because he hasn't changed the blade for 20 years. No, because I asked, I asked him, I said, dad, you know, I'm trying to cut this plywood and it's, it's just not cutting. And, you know, I have it, you know, up on the, the little sawhorse the right way and it's just not going. So he tells me, no, you have to put pressure behind it. You have to push. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that is. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's how it's, how it's supposed to go. I don't. Um, so when I looked it up online, they were just like, make sure the blades are clean and everything. And I'm like, not only are these blades not clean, you can't even see the where the, the little blade starts. It's like, yeah, this, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, as you can see, I'm coming from zero woodworking knowledge at all. Mm -hmm. no, mm -hmm. no knowledge. That, that was the extent of it. Well, I mean, okay, so then I have to ask this question. I mean, zero knowledge, zero like experience, but your first build is a workbench, which says I'm pretty serious about like, I'm going to be making things. <laughs> well, yes. And partially because I was afraid to cut or work on anything else because mm. it's like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to mess up something. And I'd rather it be uh, a workbench uh, before I mess up anything else. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> did you have much, I mean, picking the Ryobi set, I know plenty of folks start there. Did you do any research in that or it was like, this is a good deal. Mm -hmm. I'm just going with that. Unfortunately, I did my research after I made the purchase. Um, I made the purchase because for 200 bucks, I was like, it comes with all of this. Okay, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that that was really just how I chose how I chose that set. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, outside of the the few new things that I've bought since then, for the most part, I still I still use those things. So it's I mean, it's yeah. been a little over a year, so they've, they've worked out well for me. I've got, I've got a few, uh, Ryobi tools for sure. Um, I love the impact driver. That's like my favorite, one of my favorite things to, uh, use. And, you know, I have experience in like with woodworking, but I didn't even know that an imp a tool called an impact driver existed until about three years ago at my first workbench con, um, 
conference and like Ryobi was one of the people there and they had, you know, all their tools and you could try them out. I tried them out and I I tried the impact driver out and I'm like, I need this in my life. I need this in my life. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I don't feel so bad because I had no idea what that was. I called it the little drill. I didn't know what (laughs) what that was. (laughs) I said, okay, cool. It comes with a big one and a little one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You shouldn't feel bad at all. I think, um, I mean, it's definitely, it's my go-to, especially using that with, um, uh, the pocket hole screws. Like it just makes your life so much easier, (laughs) so much easier. Um, so yeah. I, I did have to Google what it was for though. I did have to do that. But once I discovered what it was for, (laughs) yeah, it's just been awesome. A-makers. So today's podcast episode is sponsored in part by Alicia Van Osdahl, who is the owner of Basil Blue Design Company. Alicia is a maker of all things, really. Her focus is on beautiful craftsmanship through woodworking, repurposing, refinishing art and sculpture. Her background includes 30 years of graphic design, logos, and branding. If you have an idea or concept, that and need a creative solution or graphic design, you can email Alicia directly at Alicia, and that is A-L-I-C-I-A at basilblue.com. Or you can visit her website at www.basilblue.com. And fun fact, uh, Alicia actually designed the logo for Crafting a Revolution. So that is an example of the impeccable work you can expect if that is something you are in the market for. So be sure to look up Alicia again at her website, basilblue.com. All right, let's get back into the action. And I recently just bought their, um, their, uh, you know, cordless nail gun. Um, and that's super handy too. It's heavy as all get out, but it's, <laughs> it's really handy, especially since I don't want to go buy an air compressor for like, you know, more of the standard nail gun type things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the nail gun is something that I do actually have uh, recycled from my dad. He had a, a brand new uh, nail gun kit that was purchased for him and he never used it. It's oh my just gosh. <laughs> been in the tool shed for like 10 years. And once I found it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I've, I've been using that. I think it's a Campbell Hewson or something like that. I'm not sure the, the brand, but. Um, and then he had an old rusty uh, air compressor that you cannot set the pressure. Um, but but I use that and it's, it, it works. Luckily, that one works. It just needed some, you know, some little TLC. Yeah. And, uh, and that works out for me. That's that, good. That works. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't have to buy the whole air compressor just to get the, you know, to use the tools and stuff too, then mm-hmm. um, I probably would go with that. But yeah, I haven't, I'm not generally somebody who uses a nail gun a lot, but I've had projects like I helped my kids school build 12 bat houses and that nail gun definitely came in handy uh, with those. <laughs> and, um, and then putting up a uh, barn board. Sure. Yeah. Putting up barn board paneling and what will be my podcast studio like that uh the nail gun helps immensely with that <laughs> yes yes I'm, I'm i'm sure that it does i'm actually um trying to get a cordless nail gun for that exact purpose i have a bunch of um pallet wood that i like to use as the paneling for a wall and yeah, I definitely think cordless is the way to go for that one. <laughs> yep. So yep. that's, that's, that's on my list. There you go. So, okay. So workbench was the first project. What was the first project you built on that new workbench? What was the first? Oh, a shelf. <laughs> a shelf. I built um. <laughs> I built a shelf. I had all these new things that I didn't have really anywhere to 
to put them. And I was collecting things all over the bench to where I couldn't work on the bench. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a shelf. <laughs> okay. So I like the so progression that, that was, here. Um, you gotta have you gotta have the workbench. And to come also on. my first thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then a shelf yes. to put everything and on. Not trip over things all yeah. over the floor. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Was there a point ever, or has it's there not, been not, a nothing too exciting? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> was there a point ever um, that you're like, okay, I built. I built my workbench. I built my shelf. Um, am I really sure about this whole woodworking thing? No, actually, and and you you would definitely think that the workbench would have discouraged me, but once I saw it like done, even as as out of square <laughs> and slanted <laughs> as it was, I was ready. I was ready to do something else. I was like, okay, what's the next the next thing? Um, so and then once I, I built the shelf, I was like, okay, I need more stuff to put on. <laughs> so it kept um and the shelf was a major victory for me because all of my cuts were even, which sounds like nothing, <laughs> but I was having tr a lot of trouble with that with the workbench. So to have all of my parts and everything even with just a circular saw. I was in complete celebration mode. So yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely doing this. I think that's definitely something worth celebrating. Um, especially since, I mean, that's only your second project, right? So you're like making big improvements yes. from project one to project two. <laughs> yes. So yes. I wasn't, I didn't know anything about the, uh, the, the speed square uh, mm. for the circular saw to make the cut straight. So I was cutting uh, freehand when I was doing those cuts. So that, uh, that, that was a pretty big deal for me. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll admit something else. I'll admit something else to you. I didn't know about the speed square circular saw trick until last year watching <laughs> wa watching Izzy Swan do a bunch of stuff and going, oh, that is so quick and easy. <laughs> okay. See, you're making me feel so so much better about my my start because when I think back, it's just comical to me. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's one of those things. I mean, it depends on how you learn, right? So I learned, mm -hmm. I learned maybe more formally, like in a school setting. And I learned with like a miter small, a miter saw, you know, or chop saw. So that's how I always did my cuts. But that's like, my miter saw is at my shop. What I have for tools, which is not currently at my house. So what I have for mm -hmm. tools at my house is I've got a circular saw and I'm like, I'm not going to keep running back and forth to, um, to the shop to make these cuts when I can do them here. Um, and so, yeah, I was, my, my kids are fascinated with Izzy Swan. So we've watched quite a few of Izzy Swan's videos. And so I was, I was watching him make stuff and do the speed square thing. And I'm like, okay, like, to be honest, I was actually scared to use the circular saw because it's it's pretty heavy and it's like, you know, one wrong mm -hmm. cut and it could be going into my leg instead of like mm -hmm. <laughs> into something else. Yes. Um, so learning that speed square thing um, actually helped give just give me confidence of like, OK, I feel like I'm cutting straight and I can focus on like holding the speed square instead of focusing on like this is gonna go into my leg if I don't do this right like <laughs> so yes um what are some of the other tools you said you bought some new tools recently like what are some of the tools you've picked up uh, my most recent purchase um I just got a bandsaw I haven't even uh put it in my workspace yet um but I've tested it out already and I am just loving it. Um, I'm using it to cut uh, some pin blanks. Mm. Um, so I've used it already for that purpose. 
and that was just butter it's awesome mm-hmm. um before that i got um i got a miter saw um i got a recycled uh table saw um what else did i buy and you have a lathe right since you said you're doing training. i think that's it i i oh yes Yes, yep. completely forgot about that. Yes, the lathe was my birthday gift to myself um, <laughs> because I saw that um, on YouTube, of course, and I said, "Man, that looks like fun. I need to, I need to try that." And sure enough, all the other tools got put down uh, <laughs> when it came to to my lathe. Um, it's it's, but you know what? It's it's that it's so quick mm-hmm. to get to get started with it. You know, you can get off work and just start something really quick. And I, I really enjoy that. Something I can do just after work. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't require just uh, too much setup for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... Uh, currently all my other big, my big things. I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what most people are drawn to with turning is um, most projects can be finish within just a couple of hours and there's not like you don't have to do a lot of pre-planning for it right it's you can mm-hmm. pretty much back something up pretty quickly and and have yes. a finished project pretty quickly so yes mm-hmm. yes I I love it and I can space out on the lathe and not have to worry about you know cutting my finger off or something if I'm not paying attention mm-hmm. uh on on the tables or something like that so it's it's a good option for when you just want to um just mind space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know I cut you off you were talking about do, so do you have some bigger projects you're also working on oh no no no! I was saying that um with my current setup in order to use any of the big tools you know I have to pull everything out so, you know, when you're coming home from work, it's it's just a little, it's a bit much to kind of go through pulling everything out versus the lathe. I can, I can work on it just right in place. Mm-hmm. Is it a, is it um like a tabletop lathe or do you have like one of those bigger freestanding lathes? Um, I have the Delta uh, benchtop lathe and mm-hmm. I got the stand that, that goes with it. So it's on a stand on its own. Okay. Um, so if I would have, if, if I would have thought about it longer before, I probably would have made my own. Um, but the stand has worked out so far. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some benefits in, I know there's plenty of makers out there who make all of their own shop furniture. I am not one of those makers who makes mm-hmm. all of her own shop furniture. I value my time in the shop to make things I want to make versus making shop furniture. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. And and that was exactly my my thought process. I was ready to get turning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So you had, I mean, you borrowed, <laughs> maybe at your, uh, at your own peril, you borrowed some of your dad's tools. Did you grow up with him um, mm-hmm. doing things around the house or making things out in the garage? Uh, no, more maintenance work around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just maintenance work. Um, we have dogs, so he builds, you know, kennels and upkeeps you know mm-hmm. uh that for them so that's pretty much the extent of his of his woodworking um though he has expressed to me that everything that I'm doing now he knows how to do and could have taught me how to do <laughs> but that's not true <laughs> um did you have anybody else like in your circle growing up that was doing anything similar to what you're doing now? Not at all. Not at all. I've actually never even met anyone who's a maker of any sort in this type of uh, 
in this type of area. And I had to go on Instagram and just try to find uh, female uh, woodworkers because I was like, is this something that I'm not supposed to be doing? Because I didn't see anyone mm-hmm. uh, doing this, um, at least where, you know, where I am. So mm-hmm. definitely I had to turn to Instagram to give me some just to let me know, yeah, I'm not alone out here. I was, I yeah, I did want to ask you, I guess, a little bit about that. I mean, you discovered the world of makers on, on YouTube, and even the ones you mentioned are all the kind of the big guy makers, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily any of the, not that there's many, but not any of the big female makers on mm-hmm. YouTube. Um so did you it was just a matter of like you saw people on YouTube and then went to Instagram to say like okay are there women out there who are doing this Mm -hmm. yes that's actually exactly what happened because I kept finding all of the men Mm -hmm. I was like okay where are the women right (laughs) and I guess you know with the YouTube algorithm I guess it I wouldn't get the suggestions you know yeah it's not gonna serve you up like yeah. an Anna White or an April Wilkerson mm-hmm. or, you know, Anne mm-hmm. of all trades, any of those is not going to probably serve those up to you. Yes. I found them later though. I found them <laughs> later. I found them later and they're amongst my, my favorite, um, my favorites, Anna White, definitely mm-hmm. all of her, her plans. My first uh, major build, actual build that I was giving to someone was from uh, Anna White plans. Mm-hmm. so yeah she's definitely uh I'd say probably the biggest um the biggest influencer of women in the like learn on your own uh mm-hmm. group right um mm-hmm. those who didn't necessarily like go to school to do it but those that have discovered it on their own um mm-hmm. And dang it, I haven't had her on the podcast yet. She's on my, she's on my, like, I must get her someday. (laughs) Definitely. She's, she's cool to watch. She's cool to watch. And, and her, her build plans are just a person like me could, can Mm -hmm. just pick it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think uh, she gives a lot of women permission to even just try it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to ask specifically, though, mm-hmm. when you went on Instagram looking for women, were you also trying to find women of color doing it? Definitely. Of course, definitely, definitely. And um, I found, I don't want to mess up her name, so I'm just going to use the Instagram name, <laughs> uh, but uh, Wooden Maven. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, on Char, Instagram. Char I, is one of my good friends. Yes. 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 Um, love her. Mm-hmm. I found her article on Highland Woodworking. Yep. The um women women in woodworking. Yep. Um that article came up. And when I read it, I was I yeah. So and followed her on Instagram. And then once I did that, it started recommending all these other uh female woodworkers and yeah. That's, that's actually how I found all these amazing women, but mm-hmm. definitely I didn't, didn't, I didn't find them at first uh, on YouTube. They just, it just wasn't coming mm-hmm. up in the, in the searches or the recommended videos or anything like that. Yeah. Hey makers, today's episode is sponsored in part by toolmomstore.com. At toolmomstore.com, you can find any and all tool-based merchandise for all genders, all sizes. They've got mugs, they've got shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. I have uh, one of the shirts myself that has the uh, hashtag woodworker on it, and I also have a couple of the mugs that define what and who is a tool chick. So super excited with the merchandise that I have. I know that you will be satisfied as well, Um, and also great discount for those of you who listen to the podcast at checkout if you enter the code maker mom you will get a 20 percent discount off any of the merchandise that you buy so that's just tool mom store 
Com. All right, let's head back into the action. So, um, but yeah. So when you're like, I wanna, I guess, kind of follow this train. So, even when you did your workbench, I mean, did you not do any woodworking until you were kind of like, okay, I found a group of women who do this. This is okay for me to do. Uh, okay. This is it's totally out of order. But I did an impulse buy. I went and bought all the wood uh, for it. And then that's when I stopped and said, wait a minute. Like, am I, am, am I crazy? Like, it's, <laughs> who does this? <laughs> so that's when I backtracked and said, hold on, wait, just let me, let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, I hadn't bought tools yet. I was just planning on using whatever I could find around mm-hmm. my dad's. Um, so that's that's when I said, okay, let me let me just look around online to see that I'm I'm not crazy. There <laughs> there are, you know, women that do this. Have because you had? Also, mm-hmm. uh, I say, have you had any feedback from your like in real life circle of like? Has anyone said, "Are you crazy <laughs> for doing this"? <laughs> You know what? They haven't said, am I crazy? But they are definitely wondering, like, where did you get this from? Where? Who told you? <laughs> Who told you to do this? Like, where did you see this? You know, um, I definitely get those reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, like the pens. I have a lot of the little pens that I that I turn on the lathe because, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, where did you buy this from? Oh, no, I, I turned it. You what? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> they're, they're more um, looking like, okay, wh- where did you, where did you get this from? Who told you to do this? <laughs> yeah. Do you think, do you think them seeing you will spark any interest in, in your real life circle of friends and family? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and just because I think a lot of them still feel like this is just extreme. This is just way out there. Um, uh, I have a niece who, unfortunately, uh, she's just like, you know, but you're a girl like you know so which drives me nuts so um yeah I I don't think I don't think a lot of them look at it uh like that like they'll be getting the interest um but hopefully once they get over you know the why are you doing Mm -hmm. this what made you do this part hopefully once they cross that then maybe maybe it can spark some interest what is your response to them when they ask you the the why? I mean, it's it's kind of blunt, but um, most of the time, the answer that I give them is because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good but, enough answer in anybody's book, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really the right answer, but I mean, I. That's the best way that I can explain it to people because I wanted to, and I, you know, <laughs> I got nothing else. And, yeah, yeah. And the fact that I, I did it, it made me happy, and and you know, that's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you? I mean, do you think it's just is is it going to stay like just that kind of um, like meditative pastime for you, or do you see like wanting to? turn it into a business at all it is definitely a therapeutic pastime for me the only reason why I would even consider um selling some things is because I just want cooler tools (laughs) it would just be a way for me to pay for 
or schools. So nothing, nothing, you know, too extreme, but just maybe in a way that it can kind of just fund itself mm-hmm. because wood has gotten so expensive that yes. uh, it's turning more into a bill than a hobby. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I definitely understand that. So um, trying to trying to get it uh, a little more self-funded is is more um, what I'd be open to. I don't know about a, a business, though, definitely because my skills are are still pretty, uh, still pretty, pretty low. I'm, I'm still learning. Well, and I mean, that's OK. And also, I mean, I think I think it's quicker for people to skill up on the lathe, um, mm-hmm. you know, than maybe some of the other stuff. But it's like once you once you kind of get pens down, then you can kind of go, okay, what's next? Like bowls mm-hmm. or plates or you know, um, mm-hmm. all kinds of fun things there. Um, and there's definitely like craft market space for that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, where is your shop space at? My shop space currently is in a tool shed, a storage shed in my brother's backyard. (laughs) So it was the only place that I could find that would keep my tools completely dry Mm -hmm. and out of the rain. Yeah. So, um, um, but I'm hoping to um, have a more improved workspace soon. I'm working, I'm working towards that. But at the time, I just, my goal was to, to have a place that everything can be and, you know, stay out of in case we get a last minute hurricane or anything, yeah. just, <laughs> just keep everything um, safe. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to send you in the direction of another female worker uh, maker who's not far from you. You may already be following her. Um, Jesse of Built by Jesse. Um, yes. 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 I, I follow her on Instagram. Yes. Yes. I actually just texted her and asked her how far away from Miami she is. She's about 50 minute drive. Um, so you can have another female maker to hang out with. And Jesse's super cool. Um. <laughs> yes, from, from her post and the work that she does, definitely. She definitely seems very amazing. Yep. Um, right now, what's on your like horizon for where you're hoping to take this as you're getting further into this journey? <laughs> to be able to make a piece of furniture interior furniture usable furniture I think that'd be awesome like to have furniture in my home that I've built mm-hmm. yeah that would that would just be that would just be dope is there like a particular piece of furniture that you have like think you know that you're thinking on already Uh, TV stand, dresser, some nightstands, just basically a whole, a whole set. Mm-hmm. I would love to deck my, deck my house out in, uh, in, in things that I built. I think that's definitely on my list of, of aspirations in woodworking. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would definitely love nothing more than that. Um, do you hope that, I mean, is there any, I guess, like style of furniture you would want to get into specifically, like, um, or I mean, even just like, do you see yourself staying with like lumber that you can pick up at like Home Depot or do you see yourself trying to get into like hardwoods and stuff? Definitely hardwoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely hardwoods. I've uh, made a couple of things so far. Um, 
I've made a couple of end tables, a coffee table, um, some things like that with um, Myrtlewood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I'm in love with hardwood now. <laughs> yeah. I would I, imagine, do you make your pens out of hardwood? I would imagine you probably do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I make those um, those out of hardwood also. But yeah, definitely hardwood, that's that's the way to go. But of course, I mean, I had to start somewhere with, mm-hmm. the, with the wood from, from Home Depot. So, oh, and, yeah. And that's... And it's... Which I... It's more readily available too, right? Like it's easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, currently it's not readily available, but <laughs> generally it's more readily available uh, than hardwoods are, especially yes. in in your part of the country. Yes, that um, I'm very glad you said that. Yes, <laughs> that that part. Mm-hmm. That part because I've been searching, but no, definitely that part. Yeah, for some whatever reason, I'm not really sure why, but for whatever reason, Florida seems to be like a ghost town when it comes to um, to having hardwoods. Maybe because I don't know if there's a ton that naturally grow in Florida. No, no, it's not. It's mostly um, in Central Florida and mm-hmm. more north um, than than South Florida. So, mm-hmm. and then the wood that we do get down here is way grossly overpriced Mm -hmm. the it's almost just not worth it um for the cost of of getting it down here um so yeah it's it's not much down here so i've been uh forced to just kind of look around online for Mm -hmm. things um but still totally worth it yeah or you'll have to instead of like an antiques roadshow, you'll have to like take like a uh, hardwood lumber's road trip, you know, up into. <laughs> I've I've considered it. I've definitely <laughs> considered it. Yeah, um, I don't think people realize, especially in the Midwest, how lucky we are that hardwoods mm-hmm. are readily available and. Mm-hmm rather cheap given you know comparatively to um, other places in the country I know when I lived in southern California purchasing hardwoods was like you might as well sign over your firstborn because it was excessively (laughs) expensive yes (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) yes yes I've seen those prices I've Mm -hmm. I've (laughs) I've seen uh, the 30 inch boards. That's the cost of a mortgage payment. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, DQ, I'm looking at our time. So mm-hmm. I want to give people a chance, though, to, I want to give you the chance to let people know uh, how they can find you and follow along, you know, as you're really just getting started in this journey, but to follow along and, and see how you grow. Definitely. Um, I am on Instagram at Woodlake Drive. Um, I'm definitely going to do better with posting uh, more photos and videos uh, on Instagram of this journey. Um, I think I was just a little timid because some of my things are just on the more beginner side. Uh, uh, so, but I'm definitely going to do better with posting more. So anyone can follow me at, uh, just at Woodlake Drive. Awesome. And I'll include the link of that, uh, in the show notes. So it will make it super easy for people to find you. And I would just, yes, encourage you to post more because awesome. you know what, in the future, 10 years down the line, you'll be able to look back and be like, well, that's where I started. It's, you know, it's your online portfolio. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Well, but thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. So again, that was DQ Flowers and I will include the link on how you can follow along with her over on Instagram in the description for today's episode. So you can find that just on whatever podcast app you're listening on, or if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, you can find it over there as well in the description.
So if you like today's episode with DQ and any of the previous episodes, please, please, please remember to subscribe on your podcast app and head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. That helps more people find out about the podcast and get to learn about these amazing makers. When I am not making podcast episodes, editing them and getting to talk to super cool makers, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings on pretty much all the social media platforms. Uh, Active pretty much daily over on TikTok and Instagram though. So you can check that out. Currently I am racing against the clock trying to get my garage uh, reno done so that I can move my shop out of my rented shop space into my garage at home. So uh, that's kind of what's on, you know, stories and stuff right now, but still I'm bringing you along for the exciting adventure. So you can check that out. All right. Well, it is halfway through the week. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week so far and I will see you Friday with a brand new episode and let's go craft a revolution. Solution for the toxic masculinity.